not like we don't know this movie, but I definitely want to have a, ooh, let me drop, not drop my phone. I want to have some sort of guidance here so we don't fuck this up. But uh, yes, hello and welcome to episode Jesus. <laughs> 136. I'm your host, Austin Proctor. That is your co-host, Spencer Lafferman. Hello. Hello. So quiet. Thanks. It's not going to be quiet here in a minute once we get going on this fucking movie. That's what she said. Um, Is it, though? I don't know. Is it actually what she said? It could be. It's possible? It's possible. Depends on who you're talking to. <laughs> oh, God. I'm still trying to figure out the fucking placement on these mics. Maybe turn yours more a little in, just like with the bass here. That's right. Yeah. Take the bass, stroke the shaft, swallow oh. the gravy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Tropic Thunder, if anyone's uh, paying attention. Um, so, yeah, we are talking about The Devil's Rejects today. Uh, Rob Zombie Flick, uh, if you if you know him, you may know him. It's possible. But before that, obviously, we have shit to talk about. We, we got shit to talk about. I mean, we can even go as far as talking about the Batman that's coming out. Okay. I mean, who's, who's not excited for that? <laughs> who's not excited for that movie? I need to know. I'm... I mean, I don't know because right now it's on track to be the biggest opening live action Batman of all time. So I feel like everybody all, their... above Dark Knight. Though. Yep. Really? That's what. Well, that's what projections are showing. Wow. Okay. Also, if you think about it, it makes more sense. Unfortunately, because when the Dark Knight came out, that's when the when the the the, the theater shooting started to happen. When that was in the theater. So. Oh shit! That's right. So so. Even though the Dark Knight did amazing, I just don't think it did as well as it could have because of the fact that one of the midnight screens or, or opening weekend screens had to do with that shootout. And then, and then after that, everybody got scared to go to the theaters, which is understandable because you don't want to get shot up. I mean, that is literally the reason I am always... Uh, that's why I like seeing movies in Dolby because there's a lot of separation because when you're not in Dolby and you have people right behind you, I, I kind of am always like, I don't... I just have that sneaking suspicion, I mean, like, mean, please, I mean, please I mean, don't. I mean, yeah, I mean, in a very dark room, you're paying attention to a big screen. You can't see, like, what's going on. Exactly. Uh, it's, yeah. it's a phobia of that's always, you know, that's always kind of been but, there for uh, me. So, true. But, but yeah, like, that started, that started a good, I want to say a good full year of theater shootings. That started more shootings? That, what? No, no, that started, that was the beginning of the theater shootings. There oh was like God. there was like three or four oh. others outside because uh, remember. Well, yeah, you worked in the theater for longer than I did, so I was. I, but, I did. but Dark Knight came out in 06, so like it happened when we were both at the theater. Dark Knight was 08. Was it 08? No. Yeah. Oh, I was ba- thinking. Sorry, I was thinking of Batman Begins. Batman was Begins o- was 05. Okay, that's my. Okay, bad. yeah, I was yeah. like, I was like, oh my I God. I was, I was thinking the, the, I was thinking Batman Begins, even though that came out in 05. But uh, yeah, so. Oh my God. So yeah, because that got pushed back. Um, uh, I don't know if you remember, but Gangster Squad. There was a scene in the theater and in, in the movie itself. To where they shoot up a, the gangsters are in a theater shooting things up, and they had to they postponed that movie for a year to reshoot that entire scene because I mean yeah bad taste. Oh but, my but, god! But, but you know well yeah, movie, but it was it was done it, before it was done before that happened. Yeah, but it was because filmed. of that happened and they're wow. like Ooh, bad taste. They completely removed that scene and added a whole new wow. one with the same type of like plot point. Well, let's hope none of that happened. Let's not let's hope none of that like kicks back up for this because that would be that would be uh, awful. I mean, I mean it hasn't. We, yeah, we don't need anything up. else happening. Just after, no shootings, but yeah, we don't yeah. need anything else happening after 2020, 2021. Let's just let's. We've every, had a, we've had enough. We've had enough. Let's just enjoy a movie. Let's just enjoy a movie and a movie that I showed you before we went on air that is literally sold out. Besides, you know, like the front row, because yep. who the fuck wants to sit in a three-hour movie? And I mean, at least it's in Dolby, and you'd have a recliner. I'm but sure there's people in the front row. No, yeah, no one really wants to sit front row. But our our theater's fucking sold out. I can't. It's so it's so sold out that I don't even remember our seats. Because typically I can pick out our seats because yeah. I'll, I'll usually look and be like, okay, yeah, we're right there. 
But I'm like, I don't even know where we're fucking sitting. That's so a I guess we'll we'll find out day of. But I'm super excited for it because yes. you have uh, Robert Pattinson, who everyone is kind of divided on because, you know, everyone's like, oh, you know, the guy from Twilight. Or some people are like, oh, you know, the the sparkly guy from Twilight. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm talking about the guy from The Rover. Every and, movie after the Twilight Yeah, and, like, and High Life and all these other movies that he's done where he's done a fantastic job, even Good Time. A good he's, time I is think he's a, phenomenal. I, you know, I mean, I think he's a great actor. Yes, Twilight was was a dumpster fire, but everybody that was in that movie will agree with that. And everybody in that movie has done other like TV shows or movies and proved that they can actually do well acting. I mean, yeah, look at Kristen Stewart too. She's moved on to other great things. Um, she 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 kills it in anything independent she does. Any independent yeah. movie that I've ever seen her in, I was like. Twilight who like Bella who yeah Bella who I mean it's just it's how you you have to get your you know your start you have to get your name out there somehow and sometimes you have to do things that you know I mean I, I can go out on a limb here and say I did actually enjoy the first Twilight I you know I I did I it I, was it's 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 a decent movie okay so like, this is good it's so this, decent um to me my favorite one honestly if I if I ever watch any of the Twilights again it's gonna be the third one yes the th- uh, yeah it's the third one uh, yeah. Eclipse, because you have David Slade directing it who if you don't know who that is he directed 30 Days of Night so he already has an idea how to do vampires and you, and, got, you got werewolves in and that werewolves, one and there's this awesome there's just awesome ass battle it's basically a two hour battle and and for and it's and it's like you know I say gory but it's like you know the gorier it's P- Twilight yeah it's, it's, a, it's, it's a hard PG thirteen it's a hard PG thirteen but like. Yeah. I don't what okay and can we talk about it real quick what is it about the third movie in like a franchise because for me Friday the Thirteenth Part Three my favorite Nightmare on Elm Street Dream Warriors my favorite what is it with the Saw so, Three so, like that's like one of my like, Saw Three my favorite yeah, what is the, what is it so, with the third fucking movie that just makes so, it the and best I, and you know it's funny that we just listed off all horror films I don't necessarily consider Twilight horror but since it has to do with vampire and werewolves yeah it's, it's a horror. Drawn like it's it's a very it's like a horror s hallmark it's like if yeah. hallmark did a horror movie yeah 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 it's exactly what it is <laughs> so that's probably what it is but uh I don't so, know I don't know it's it's like they so did the first one I it's, think it's the same thing with with the, with the rule of sequels like okay so you do the first movie good or bad whatever you learn from your mistakes or you learn how to do it better like T two Terminator two Terminator the first Terminator oh my excellent. god excellent but T yeah. two Goddamn masterpiece! It's, 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 it's gold, Jerry. So, it's it's gold. so good. It's good. gold, Jerry. It's yeah. gold. So what they took with that is they took what worked and made it better. Yeah, that's true. And, and, and I'm not shitting on the first Terminator. It, that's that's a masterpiece on its own. But Terminator Two and anybody who's seen the entire franchise most so likely will agree good. that T Two is the best Terminator by a long shot. Oh yeah, bar yeah, bar none. It is but, the uh, best. So with the Twilights, you know, like they have a full story. Obviously, what there's five movies. Four? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, because oh, they four, do four, but part one and two. Yeah, they do one, two, three, and then four, part one and two. So, so, so there's so, five so, total. So I think in this case, uh, maybe not like Nightmare on Elm Street's case, but in Twilight's case, is they're already ha- they're already midway through a story. So the first movie is is get- introducing the characters, getting the minimalist plot going. The second is executing that plot and adding more characters if you need to. The third one. You've already established what's going on. There's no need to really add anything more. Just continue the story, and and but but then after the third one, you know you might add more people because you know everything needs to progress. So I think yeah. by the time you're in a third movie, depending on 
what movie it is, like, like and, and a story. Just like in a book or anything. Like, I mean, you may be gripped, like, first chapter, but, you know, if you're halfway done in the book and you're still reading it and you can't put it down, there's a reason for it. You're already halfway through the story. You got all the characters. There's a lot of shit going on. That's true. And now we have, like, there wasn't really much conflict in the first two Twilights other than vampires and werewolves don't get along. Ooh, who knew? <laughs> Ooh, yeah. But the third one is a fucking <laughs> war against vampires and werewolves, and you get a whole new, like, the council of the... Uh, I don't remember what they're called, but the, the yeah, like, I've only the, I've only seen them fully one time, yeah, the, so but, but I can't the, remember the, the Vampire Castle. Like now into this, so now you're getting more character development, but like other characters that now are like you know have like have big bosses, and so right. I think that's why the third one is the best. And then four point like part one and two just go all Looney Tunes. I don't know what the fuck. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of those. And everything past three, I was like, eh, whatever. But so, it's just, it's just so funny how it works with that third movie yeah. and most like and most horror or not, it's that third movie. Typically, it's just like I don't know what it is. It's just so good. So quick, quick Twilight story because that's hilarious. Actually, right, it happened let's recently. Go. So my mom fell in love with these. She read the books first, and then when they came to theaters, I took her to see each movie. <laughs> okay. And she loved them. She bought them on like DVD, and then she bought them on Blu-ray, and she would always watch them. So I want to say about f- f- maybe January, maybe maybe a little after, we were just her and I were just talking one day. I don't know what we were talking about, but I think I was mentioning the Batman, Robert Pattinson, and she goes, you know what, Spencer? I was watching one of the Twilight movies the other day, and I'm like, yeah, they're not good. She dead, <laughs> she dead ass looked at me. Somebody who's a he, who's been a huge fan since they came out almost ten years ago. She goes, no, Spencer, they're not good. And I'm like, uh, we're, we're we're together again. We're 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 reunited. We're reunited. I, I'm glad. And the truth finally comes yeah. out. And I'm like, yeah, mom, I've been trying to tell you this forever. I took you to see them because you wanted to, but they're garbage movies. And she now agrees with me. I'm like. Yes. It all makes sense. We're coming back. Hey, that's like me and the fucking Star Wars prequels. I loved them for so long. And then me and Gabby recently did the uh, chronological order of all the Star Wars movies. And I was like, I can go on now on record right now and say that the first three are fucking dog shit. I'm sorry. The third one's by far the best. I was going to see. There are elements with the third one that are great. Yeah, the third one is the best. But I mean, when you're talking about a shit sandwich, uh, I mean, how good is really... To me, me, the Star Wars movies start with Rogue One. Yeah, it start, starts with Rogue One. The and, ending, the yeah. ending of three, and then ends and, with and, Force, and, and then Rogue One. Yeah, it starts. Yeah, exactly. It starts with Rogue One, and then ends at Force Awakens for me, um, because I don't like new. Uh, we've and we've done this before. We've already done this. Well, you like you like the not the Last Jedi, the 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 Rise of Skywalker. You liked, right? I, I liked it, yes, but I read I did rewatch it, and I was like, okay, it is a little silly, but we've we've for we've, for what yeah for yeah, what it, for what it was, I thought it was a great way to end it for for how it worked because well yeah because of everything that happened and with. The retconning the retcons and all and, that I mean, shit. I mean, J.J. Abrams tried to save something he started, and it, it, it didn't work. He did what he, he could. He did what he could. So, like, I can't fault that. But let's talk. Okay, so let's talk about again in three three in the series. Right, we're talking about the first three uh, trilogy well, wise. Well, yeah, but my my favorite. So in that case, my favorite is actually Empire. Well, yeah, Empire, one, which yeah, is two. And then, so for the seven through nine, mine's Force Awakens. But then, you know, the the prequels, the third one. Third so one, if you if you look at one through nine. Like I said, story progression. Yeah, story progression. Because in the third one, spoiler alert, I don't even care anymore. But the, <laughs> the third one, we basically get the rise of fucking uh, Vader, and that's how Vader's born. So, like, yeah, that and, and once Vader got in the picture, now, brilliant. See, this is what I need from Disney at some point, because we have only seen Vader in his very, very, very first form, and then, like, his just, his, he's just, I, you know, he's fucking, I'm in power. I need to see Vader's, like, 
Maybe we'll get that in Kenobi, uh, the new Disney series, because I need to see Vader's rise to power. We have not seen that yet, and I need to see how he. That's be- true. It's just. It's just. It's, it's just. just the, he just turns into Vader, and then, and then, boom. He, and then he's Vader. There's no rise. I, mean, I there, need there's a, a there's a little bit of dialogue here and there, like if you listen closely in Rogue One, but it's just dialogue. It's not yeah. visually, which is fine. I would yeah. love to have a Vader series or like a Vader one-off movie where it's like his rise to power. How did you go from chat, you know, from episode three to fucking episode four? And, and, but what's think, going on, man? But I don't think we're gonna see that in Kenobi no, because not, Kenobi's I, after everything. Like, but Hayden Christensen or whatever Christian Haydenson, whatever the fuck his name is. I know you're talking about the guy who played him. He's coming back to play. Uh, his part again. I thought that was just for the Ioshko or whatever it's called. I didn't know he was going to Ioshko. Be, uh, the one where a Ros- or a Dawson plays the girl with the. I, I mean, all I know is I he's know he's in, coming back for that series. I didn't know he was coming back for for. Uh, he's he's supposed to be coming back for Kenobi. So maybe half, a, maybe maybe like the first episode or two are going to be like a, like a prequel episode, like like where or where that would be dope, or like what happened after. That would be so. And then cool. maybe Hayden Christian will just be flashbacks. Like maybe they'll just yeah. throw in like the latest things we didn't see from the prequels or something. All I know is that I just there's I, only six episodes and ooh I, really, which I know that's all they do. That's all Disney does is six episodes for their limited series. I get it, like it's fine, but like I think for this and I like they promised us with Mandalorian each one's going to be an hour. They didn't they didn't do that. Not, yeah, not with Boba Fett. So <laughs> not with Boba Fett, not even with Mandalorian. Some of the episodes were only like thirty five minutes. Oh uh, yeah, true. So what I would like is legit six full hours of Kenobi because. First of all, Hello we've there. we've wanted this we've wanted this ever since we saw Ewan McGregor as Kenobi. Yeah, and Ewan McGregor's of course coming and back, coming and back, I'm and so it, excited. My, my inner child is just like yes. Like like I know obviously they're like I feel like it's got to be your prequel though because it's got to tie into New Hope where he's old. It's got to yeah. It's got to go from and, so and, so maybe so maybe you know maybe you are right. Maybe we will actually see. Some sort of some Vader's t- ra- some, something. Something that would be that's what I want because in the that's new what Ho- I'd like to because see because the New Hope, Obi Wan. Knows exactly who Vader is, meaning he knows it's Anakin. Right. Also, spoiler alert: I don't even care. But yeah, so this is gonna. I mean, I'm I'm just excited that Ewan McGregor's coming back as Kenobi. That that was that was a selling point for me. Like I, like I heard that they were doing the show, and I go, if Ewan McGregor's not Kenobi, yeah, I'm not. I don't want I'm it. not doing it. I'm and not, he, yeah, and he's I'm like, not of course it. I'm coming back. I'm like, yeah. He's yeah, just like, hello, then. You're like, hey, <laughs> I'm like, hey, bunny. <laughs> uh, anyways, welcome to the Star Wars podcast and right? uh, and uh, Twilight <laughs> podcast. I'm your host. Um, so yeah, but I'm just super excited for everything Disney's pumping out with, uh, with star Wars. I, I was on, I was, I, I was going to die on this cliff way back when, when they took over and I was like, they're going to fucking kill it. They're going to, it's going to be terrible. And then they didn't. And I was like, you know what? The TV shows I they ate, didn't. I, yeah. The TV shows they did not. And it's because they got, you know, fucking John Favreau, John Favreau. that, that, that God of a human being. Like, like can we... and, and, and he, I mean, he wrote, I think he, he wrote and directed the first two or the first and First two Iron Man, and I think he wrote the third one. I just know, I know he, he didn't. Dude, he's it. the reason for the MCU. He's the reason for, for Elf. He's the reason for so many movies you don't even know about. Yeah. And then he's also responsible for most of the writing of Boba Fett and Mandalorian. Mandalorian. I'm pretty sure he's written most of it, if not all of it. I don't quote me, but I'm, he, I know he's been very he, heavily involved. Yeah, he's definitely. Yeah, and, and I mean, I don't know if he's doing Kenobi or anything, but I'm sure he's a producer. I'm on sure it. he's doing. He's got something to do with it. They've got a golden fucking ho- or a golden cow or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I don't know the phrase. I think I'm saying that right, but they know they're gonna stick that pig because. He's gonna do so much more in this golden fucking, goose. Golden goose. There we go. Golden like you were talking. Cow. And I'm thinking about. It, I'm like, it's a different farm animal. Yeah, a golden cow is from the Bible or some shit. I don't know. 
Um, so yeah, I'm very excited to see everything else coming out from Disney show wise and even movie wise. We've got a whole bunch of shit. We've got Multiverse of Madness coming out Ugh. for Marvel. And that's going to be crazy because Sam Raimi's back to direct. Toby Maguire's rumored to be in it. Um, it's rumored that the X Men cartoon or whatever, or the, no, no, the X Men animated X series. Well, well, no, they're doing that as a show. Well, I'm saying like the the old X Men animated they're, series was, is rumored to be a part of it. Yeah, because like, uh, like, and it makes sense them and Fantastic Four because or um, X Men 1999. They're trying to or whatever it was. I think uh, this this movie is going to if if indeed these rumors are true, it's going to blow the is, doors off of everything. Well, that but also <laughs> but also since Disney took over uh, Marvel. They've been trying to reintroduce, excuse me, reintroduce X Men and Fantastic Four. Yeah, and like and, do it in a proper way. And now, and 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 I actually found this out after watching the trailer for Multiverse of Madness. Kind of spoil alert if you haven't seen the trailer or know anything about comics. But I'm gonna be real quick with it. There's a scene in the trailer to where you see Doctor Strange facing the Illuminati, which is, uh, Professor X. Um, when well, you hear his voice, yeah, the, you yeah. See it, but but also it's supposed to be, um. The dude from Fantastic Four, the the stretchy guy from Fantastic Four. Oh, Mr. Fantastic. Yep. Or really? yes, Mr. Fantastic. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. If, and which if he shows to be in that, yeah. then that's the introduction of X Men and Fantastic Four in one scene. Yeah, and then so, we can all that means Deadpool's on the way for Marvel. Like which I mean, he's also rumored to be in this movie oh because because when they first released the poster <laughs> with all the glass shards, people lost their fucking minds. There's no way you can top No Way Home. There's no fucking way. I don't. I don't. That's already at five stars. We're gonna find that's out. That's already in May. at five stars. There's we're, no fucking. We're way. gonna find out very soon. In fucking May. Oh my god. I cannot. I cannot Dude, May, we wait. Got multi, we get Multiverse of Madness and Kenobi in May. Oh, God, man. Well, Multiverse of Madness is, is uh, beginning of May, and Kenobi's at the end. My 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 house is just going to be a mess. <laughs> it's just going to be a fucking all, an all-over mess. Oh, my God. I cannot wait for May. It's going to be so... It's going gonna, it's gonna to be gonna May. It's going to be May, May. Oh, my God. And on that note, we should probably get into the movie that we've... Uh, yeah, we'll never we, get it we'll done. We'll never get it done, because we're already 20 minutes in. It's fine. Um, so yeah, let's, let's get down to this. Let's actually, let's do some pre-discussion. Like we haven't been doing that for the past uh, 20 minutes, <laughs> right? but, uh, let's talk about Rob Zombie a little bit. If you've listened to this podcast and you've listened to me, any of me and Spencer's episodes, <laughs> you know, you know, we love the Halloween version of, you I know, thought you were going to mention no, it. I'm, well, no, we're not going to talk about it, oh, okay. but I'm going to mention it. Okay. You know how much we love Rob Zombie's Halloween. We're not going to go into it. We've beaten that horse <laughs> like into a fucking pulp at this oh, point. Oh, it's way dead. But we love that version of Halloween. And I'd like to talk about some of his other movies before we get into Devil's Rejects because they're kind of hit or miss for me. Uh, b- besides Devil's Rejects and Halloween, they're like I said, they're kind of hit or miss. He hasn't done a lot. Like um, 31 for me. Did not like Neither 31. Did I. I did not. I, I'm not I'm not exactly sure why. I, well, I, 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 I can go into massive detail, but that would uh, that would I have mean, to don't, do with some don't, spoilers. Don't spoil it, but just give like a kind of like a so, cliff so, note. So real quick, I actually, uh, we did a Fathom event for that at the theater, and I, I pre-screened it myself uh, like a couple nights before because, yeah. <laughs> why not? Why not? I think it paid to watch movies. What? Way good. So, uh, so that movie had to be heavily cut from NC-17 to Rated R, which... If you know anything about Rob Zombie movies, all of his movies <laughs> are like that. Not surprising, yeah. <laughs> but in doing so, the first five minutes alone, I knew I wasn't really going to love this movie, but I obviously stuck it out because in the first five minutes, there is a a good, even probably longer, but there's a, a very uh, wordy uh, like just monologue from an actor, and it's just his face. 
and you see going back and forth of his face from from him talking to him to showing what he's what he's what uh, what he's talking right. about. Right, that's right. The, the, the continuity with his face keeps cutting back and forth from blood on his face to blood not on his face. It's in black and white, so you can't really tell if it's blood or not. But like when you watch the movie, you'll understand it is. Yeah, blood. you'll assume. Yeah. But every time the camera goes from his face to what he's talking to and back, his face looks different. Mm. It, so it's like they had to cut his monologue very lengthy or whatever, or maybe they just didn't notice it during. Uh, in post, but like so, that was so, very distracting. So right off the bat, you're just you. Right you, off the bat, you know, I was already like, like, I was like, mm. <laughs> but I also just thought the story was crap. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of the story. And if you don't know what the story is about, let me give you a quick little rundown here because this movie came out in 2016. Um, it's about five carnival workers who are kidnapped and held hostage in an abandoned hellish compound where they are forced to participate in a violent game, the goal of which is to survive 12 hours against a gang of sadistic clowns. Sounds fucking sick. Oh, oh it, it tracks to be fun, but it, yeah. it was not. Sounds fucking sick. And I, and I really liked the, I think my favorite part about that movie was the little person. Oh, yeah. He was so great and just so crazy, and I loved him, but that was about it for me. And, um, and I, I think what, what and quite honestly, like on paper, it sounds good. And like, I like, I like things about it, but ultimately I didn't like the movie. And I think that has to do with the multiple. Cause when you cut a movie, you're cutting your story no matter what. Yeah. When you have to have so many cuts just to get and an I, R I, rating. It, and, it's, and I was, yeah. I was hoping, I was hoping, uh, I was hoping like when it came out on DVD or Blu-ray, he would come up with a ready cut, which most of his movies are, but it never did. So I never gave that a second chance. I will not get unless, unless, unless he more actually somehow makes, makes, you know, Another ready to cut come out of nowhere. <laughs> out of nowhere, I'm just, not yeah. gonna give that another another look because I just feel like it's that that was one of the the movies you know movies do this, but I think one of those movies that suffered from the multiple cuts and you know you know because you cut part of your story, so like you have plot holes, you have stuff like that, and in this movie it's very noticeable. Yeah, and for me it was just I I just felt the I, I remember seeing it a while back, and I remember just not liking the execution of how it was done, and I really didn't like any of the characters and. You know, for the most part, you don't really like a lot of the characters in Rob Zombie's movies, but there, there's typically one I can connect with, at least on some sort of level. And in this one, I felt it was just uh, all the characters were just completely unlikable. And I felt like they were all expendable at the same time. There was no one yeah. that there's no one that I was like, oh, yeah, me and you, we would vibe. Um, So that's 31. Let's go back to the very beginning of where this all started, because as you know, or you should know, Rob Zombie is a a songwriter. You know, he has yeah. his own band. He's Rob Zombie's. Like, I think it's literally just Rob Zombie. That's oh, the, yeah. No, that's his, that's yeah, the band Rob name. Zombie. Like fucking tight. Um, so he did a lot of music videos for himself, weirdly enough. But then the first movie he ever did was House of a Thousand Corpses. And now while I do appreciate this movie and I do like it. I think it's a great movie. I think it's still not one of his strongest movies. But again, I mean, that's your first it's fucking first movie. Mo most people's first movies aren't going to be blown out of the water. Unless you're like Stanley Kubrick or something like that. Then, you yeah. know, <laughs> but, you then know, you have something. Yeah. Then you're then you're a little different. Yeah. This this guy just, you know, he had money, obviously. Um, he, he loves movies. So he wanted to, to take a take a stab at it. Yeah, literally. And, and, I mean, <laughs> take I mean, a couple stabs. Some at people it. it just doesn't work with like Fred Durst directed like two movies and they both were ass yeah the, is the lead singer of he Limp directed Biscuit. two he did uh the fanatic and then he did an old all old like football like family one with uh call something with uh with uh, ice cube in it what? it's a football one it's that's how i found out this was years ago oh but neither of them no were good. no yeah neither no 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 
Um, so his second movie that he ever did was Devil's Rejects, which is obviously what we're talking about today. And it's one, it's literally my favorite zombie movie as, as well as yours yes. besides Halloween. Correct. Um, then we have Halloween, Halloween two, which yeah. not, not so good. Um, and then we have Lords of Salem, which I'm so mixed on because I was really enjoying it up until one moment. I don't want to ruin it, but there's a moment where this little character is introduced and I was like, and now I'm out of this movie. It took me, I, I'm not a fan of that movie and it literally took me, you know, you know me, like, like I'm not going to just turn off a movie or walk out of a movie unless I absolutely want to. I mean, I saw this at home, but it took me literally three tries to finish this movie. Really? Yeah, I had to. I, I I couldn't do it, but I'm like. Oh wow! But every time I watched it, I got a little further. So I was like, you know what? I gotta try. Just along. push through. Like by the end of by by like my third try, I think I st- I had about forty minutes left of the movie, and it's an hour and like forty minute movie, anyways. Yeah. So I'm just like, you know what? Screw it. Let's go. I'll, I'll, even if I'm walking around like doing other shit on my phone, whatever, I don't care. I'm going to say I finished this movie, but it took me three tries. That and, should say and, something. And I, yeah. I swear, like, if you listen to this and you know me, like three tries for the movie. First of all, I'm like I usually don't. If I don't like the movie, you're not going to see me get it a second try. It's rare. Yeah. But uh, I, I I wanted to because I kept getting further with it, but I, I just there I just kept like nope. So I finished it and I'm still like nope. Yeah, still like nope. And you know what's funny is it took me so long to realize that the person on the cover. With the dreads, it's fucking Sherry Moon Zombie. Oh, I yeah. I just I like the when I actually went to watch it, I was looking through and I looked at it and I'm like, that's fucking Sherry Moon Zombie. I had no idea that that was her. Yeah. So Lords of Salem is definitely a weird one. I mean, if you're into like um, if you're into like witches, I mean, not saying I'm not into that, but I just I think the way he went about it was it was, it was, his, yeah. it was his own way. Which I mean, he's done all of his movies his own way. But this way just didn't work. That's what I'm saying. That's what I love about him because he doesn't give a fuck. He will do his movie his own way. And that works sometimes. But then in this case, it doesn't work. It doesn't. So you have Lords of Salem, which was from 2012. And then going up, down, going down the list here, we have 31 again. And then Three from Hell. Now, Three from Hell I quite enjoyed. I did too. I quite enjoyed, besides um, Sherry Moon Zombie being completely maniacal in the for beginning. Like the first half. Yeah, for like the first half hour, once they break out. Of the asylum or whatever it is, they're in jail. In jail, then she's fine. But that, oh my god, I was like, I can't even. She, she definitely, uh, she overdid it. it. She overdid it. She She over fucking did it. She definitely tried to pull out her own Harley Quinn, which, I mean, okay, but yeah, she really did because, yeah. (laughs) But, but like, it just at first I was okay with it, but then as it kept going, I'm like. Is this going to be her the whole film? Yeah, same. And I was wa- thinking the same thing. And it wasn't. I was like, okay, cool. Okay, thank God. Because Woo. I'm not, yeah. I'm, no offense to any of that, but like, yeah. yeah I'm not doing she, this. She, she definitely like like turned up her, her cuckoo to 11. Yeah, her fucking cuckoo clock was broken. Um, so yeah, that's all the movies he's done. Like, you know, he's done one. So we got one, two, and, and I know three. both of us are, are, are excited for his new one, or at least to see how it happens, is The Monsters. I'm very excited. Um, I'm, I'm excited, but also scared. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's like walking into the jungle. It's like I'm excited to see all this fun stuff, but uh, there but, could be something around the corner that might fucking eat me and uh, yeah. like, kill me. So I'm like, I'm excited, but I'm also very nervous at yeah, the same because, time. Yeah, I because mean, him, him and his wife, Sherry Moon Zombie, they're huge fans, which, okay, I can appreciate that. So at least they're going to do maybe the story justice. But the fact that you're making it rated R, which... Is okay, it rated R? Um, he promised it was going to be. Uh, I didn't know that. I thought yep. you were just speculating. No. Oh, no. I even think it says it on IMDb trivia. Let me check. He's like, yeah, it's going to be a rated R movie. And, uh, and as soon as I saw that, I'm like, why? It was rated G on TV. Like, if anything, boosted the PG-13. Because even the Adams Family, which was around, was on around the same time, is 
you know, it was PG-13 and just for like the darkness and the humor. But like, I'm like, why should the monsters be rated R? Like, if you're giving them a gr- like a gritty like backstory like you did with like the, the original Halloween, like well, his Halloween, I'm sorry, then okay. But like, there's no really, I, don't, I can't imagine the monsters being rated R. I yeah. really can't. I don't Which see. Which is why I'm scared. Other than that, I'm not. I don't see a rating yet on IMDb, and I don't even see... Oh, I do see trivia. Here we go. Yeah, see if it... I think I read it in trivia, or I read it in no. an interview who said yeah, something. Yeah, I don't see trivia or or on the IMDb okay, page. Okay, so, so maybe it was may, just yeah. something he was talking about that he wants to make a rated R. I mean, maybe maybe that's going to backtrack and make it PG-13. I will accept PG-13. Is that your feet? Yes. Are we playing footsies? Yeah, we are. <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, it is listed as a comedy fantasy horror sci-fi, so... We shall see. I know he's doing that, and the thing I like about it though is I know he's doing it justice. He's yes. literally building from scratch the, the whole the fucking neighborhood. Yeah, the not even the street or not even the house or the street. The fucking neighborhood. Dude, the neighborhood he's building from the ground up. It's pretty great. So that's a good start. Yeah. But of course, fucking Sherry Moon Zombies playing a uh, Lil- Lilith monster. The, the wife. Lilith. I think her name's Lilith. I'm okay. not. I'm not. I'm honestly not super a fan of the cast. Uh, who they are. I mean, I'm a fan of Daniel Roebuck as Grandpa Munster. Yes, um, but that's about it. And Jeff Daniel Phillips as Herman Munster. But eh, yeah, I'm I'm still skeptical about that. Spectacle? What did I say? Skeptical? I meant. <laughs> I'm spectacle. I'm spectacle. Yeah, but yeah, it's Lily. Sorry, it's Lily. Yeah, Sherry Moon Zombie is Lily. I'm just like. Uh, she doesn't uh, overdo it. I just don't overdo it. I like I love you, Rob Zombie, but you you don't have to put your wife in everything. You don't have to, but you do, and that's kind of the reason some of your movies don't work. But hey, but I mean, hey, if you know, if you love her and you want to do that, I mean, go for it. You know, it's fucking I assume it's I mean, is is it free? Like, is she does he pay her? How does that work? I I mean, she's an actress. I'm sure he pays her. Just what just this random thought well, think, popped think into my it. head. So, you know so what I mean? Like real quick, does she just do it to have fun? Or well, like, I mean, think about it. So, so in the underworld, the director, Len Wiseman, was yeah. married to Kate Beckinsale during those movies. Well, she was already an established actor, though. You know what I mean? Like fucking. And he was, but 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 I'm just saying, like I think it would go the same way. Like you're still going. To, uh, She's only an actress because of him. You know what I mean? True, but but uh, same with uh, uh, Mila Jovovich. Uh, Paul W. S. Anderson directed her and all the Resident Evils. Yeah. So it's. It, I don't think it matters if it's established or not. Like you're still going to pay unless I mean, she yeah. unless she literally says no. I don't want. I don't need to take any money. But I, I will. I'll, I mean, he's just worth so much money. I don't think you know. Like <laughs> what that would be so weird to pay. Like I don't know. It's just weird to think about, you know what I mean? Like, because he's got so much money. I mean, that that would be a great interview question if we ever interviewed them or just him. Like, I'm just curious. Like, I don't need to know how much you're paying. But like, do, like, how does that work? You know what I mean? Since you guys are married, and really the only reason that she's an actress is because of you. You know, so like, how does how does that work? That is, I don't know. I just randomly. I mean, I mean she's always also in most of his music videos. So like, I wonder yeah. if so. I, I wonder if she's doing it to support husband, which you know, awesome, great wife. I mean, they've been together forever. So like, well, yeah. that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking maybe she's just like, I'll act, you know, and just do it. For for fun or whatever like i have no idea i've actually it's actually a very interesting and, and honestly maybe for the monsters that they're huge fans she's like i'll fucking just do this because i want to yeah but like, like when, do we know when that's slated to come out is there any you sort literally of were just on the website i know but I like don't, i don't i um, it's, okay it's in pre-production so okay. probably uh pre probably on, next year well it started filming last year last halloween-ish time so like i would think maybe this didn't start filming yet. They were still building. Uh, they were still building. Oh, were shit. they? Okay, yeah. so so maybe it hasn't started filming yeah, yet. Pre-production means they're they're not. They haven't. Well, started. I know, but IMDb doesn't always update. Ah, uh, yeah, that's true. So, uh, for but all I mean, we know, the movie's done. What is this? Oh, it literally is listed. It literally listed as untitled. The Munsters reboot. Interesting. Interesting. 
Interesting. So yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm excited, but I'm a little scared. Yes. Um, once, to say once the stuff least. Start, once stuff starts coming out, though, I'll, I'll get either more scared or excited. Exactly. Yeah. Once we get more pieces of the puzzle, we'll yes. be able to like tell. Like once a teaser comes out, I'll be like, oh, I don't know. Let's see. Like, oh, like uh, sweat beating on my <laughs> face. I don't know. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> All right. Let's get into this fucking movie here. We've still got plenty of time left to talk about this. So we are doing... The Devil's Rejects from 2005, released on July 22nd of that year in the USA. This is the most hard R movie we've ever reviewed this year because this is rated R for severe sex and nudity, severe violence and gore, severe profanity, 224 uses of the word fuck and shit. Shit. Shit, fuck. (laughs) Uh, Severe alcohol, drugs, and smoking, and severe frightening and intense scenes. Everything is severe, and I mean, that that makes sense. Um, this is a liar because the runtime on my <laughs> blue the runtime on my Blu-ray was an hour fifty and fifty-three seconds. So fuck this hour forty-seven. Even the back of my Blu-ray said an hour forty-nine. Yeah, we I don't know, know what the fuck's going on. Um, this but is, but yeah, we know the runtime is an hour and fifty. Yeah, we know because we were that. we were just finishing this up. Um, so this is listed crazy enough as a crime horror western. Now I'm not surprised. But I'm also surprised. So I, th- <laughs> like, I think the western because it's it's mostly out in the desert. It's in the like desert. Area. Cowboy hats, you know. It's I think it's supposed to be set in. Um, I mean, it, it, Alabama, I believe. Yeah, and it looks like. It looks like it, Texas. Yeah, Texas. It could be. I mean, it's shot in California, but it looks like it's in Texas. But I remember, I remember one of the main guys says something about something something fucking Alabama. So either it's in Alabama or he just referenced something about yeah. Alabama. So but but know. but yeah. So the western they probably get just like uh. The Hills of Eyes might be listed as a Western. I don't remember. It was not. Oh, okay. So I, I, I really think it's a Western because everyone's dressed like a cowboy. You know, like the police officers are dressed also, like cowboys. Well, also, you know what a I mean? lot of the guns they use are just the six shooters, which is used usually in Western. Well, yeah, so it yeah could this, be that too. Because it's also set. This is also set in 1978 too, so that might also have something to and, do and with you it. You know, there was a lot of spaghetti westerns that came out around that time and stuff too. Yeah. So, so it could just be because of that. So it makes sense. Uh, directed by none other, none other than Rob Zombie, as we've talked about. <laughs> Starring so many people you know. Yeah, uh, I got lazy. <laughs> <laughs> what? I just think it's hilarious. I got lazy with this because, like, it really is starring so many people you should know. Uh, starring everybody that's been in a Rob Zombie movie at least one time. I mean, for fuck's sake, you have Sid Haig. If you don't know that name, go watch Jackie Brown. Go watch fucking House of oh, a Thousand... Oh, shit, he wasn't Yeah, Jackie he's the Brown. judge in Jackie Brown. Yeah, he was. I mean, go... You know, if you don't know Sherry Moon Zombie, go watch a Rob Zombie movie. If or a music video. Yeah, if you don't know Bill Mosley, fucking go watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 or any of the other shit he's done. Prisoners of the Ghostland. Re- Repo the Genetic Opera. Repo the Genetic Opera. I mean, the man has done... Um, and then we got uh, William Forsyth, who played the cop, was also the uh, the shithead stepdad. Shithead and, stepdad from... Rob Zombie's Halloween. Yeah, and we got Ken Ford. Foray, the fucking guy from From Beyond. I mean, the guy has done so much shit. From Beyond, he was Joe Grizzly, bitch. And Halloween. Like, and Halloween. Um, and then you have Matthew, uh, Matthew McGorry, who was tiny. Um, you know him because of just how big and awkward. He also was he, an American uh, Horror Story before he died. American Horror Story, Big Fish. He was in Bubble Boy. He was in yeah, a whole you, bunch you, of stuff. You, you, yeah, you, I mean, I just thought it was funny how you're just like, you know what, fuck it. Yeah. So many people so, you know. Because these are huge A-list actors, you know what I mean? And the, and I the, wouldn't say A-list. I'd say... They're, okay, they're, they're, a, they're A-list in the horror genre. In the horror genre, but they're B and, and, and B in, in, the, and yeah, in the rest of the world. Yeah. But yeah, if you're into horror movies and you've listened to this podcast, this cast is someone you should know through and through like there's so many fucking amazing actors and actresses in this movie yeah so i got lazy with it (laughs) 
But yes, all the people I mentioned and then many more are in this. It's such a great cast. It's I, I love the cast in this movie. Yeah. Uh, we've got an estimated budget of $7 million doing a worldwide box office gross of 20, essentially 21 million, 20.9 million. I mean, that's a, that's a win. Yeah, I mean, that's almost three times your budget right there. So for this type of movie? Because yeah, it's not for, for everybody? For this type of movie? Yeah, Fuck yeah. Sure. That's, that's a really win. Good. Tripling your money is a win. Um, this was filmed at the Sable Ranch. Uh, that's where the Firefly House was. Four Acres Movie Ranch, Club Ed Film Set, which was the motel scene, and then other various spots close by in California. Um, that's probably where, that's probably where they saved a bunch of money just by doing it on small little like like one 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 little location. Yeah, and actually, uh, in the trivia, well, I'll, I'll, there's actually a fun piece of trivia about Supernatural that we'll get to um, oh, nice. uh, involving the uh, Sable Ranch. Nice. Uh, you can rent this on Amazon. 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 Did you get that off of a Wish subscription? Yeah, right. <laughs> you can get this for three ninety nine on Amazon. Or a nine ninety nine purchase, or or you can watch this for free on Vudu with advertisements. Oh, nice. Fun fact. Or I can just watch it on your Vudu uh, since I have that, or my Blu-ray. Or uh, yeah, just, yeah. Just, or my or Blu-ray. Just, just whatever we, we own it, it's fine. Um, you can rent this also on Vudu for three ninety nine, or purchase it for seven ninety nine. But just watch it with ads. I mean, I mean, I wouldn't watch it with ads. I hate ads. I need to watch a movie Honestly, and be uninterrupted. But, but but also but also on Vudu the way they do ads, like it'll turn like an hour and like. 15 minute movie to almost two and a half yeah it's like how uh, it's free uh, for a reason guys it's, it's, how, it's how imdb tv does it it's like oh one ad then two then three then seven you're like oh yep. fuck. okay so like i don't recommend it watching it with ads <sighs> but if you have the time and not the cash sure yeah yeah if you have the time exactly that's a perfect way to put that yep uh, movies that came out around the same time, let me fill you in with some knowledge here because there's a lot of good shit. There is. Holy crap. Yeah, so we've got Herbie Fully Loaded, Bewitched, uh, uh, um, fucking George A. Romero's Land of the Dead, Fantastic Four, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, The Bad News Bears, The Dukes of Hazard, Deuce Bigelow, European Gigolo, Grizzly Man, there was not one single bear attack in that movie, <laughs> and I was fucking upset. Continue. I wasted so much time. Uh, the Skeleton Key and the 40-Year-Old Virgin. So Talk about a, a time lot, to be alive, my friend. But also a lot of raunchy comedies in this. This was 2005. I know, but still, like, <laughs> Bad News Bears, Dukes of Hazard, Deuce, Deuce Bigelow, Bigelow, yeah, 40-Year-Old Virgin, jeez. Yeah, a lot of raunchy comedies in this. So, yeah, there's a lot of good shit. I, I literally couldn't even include everything. I had to cut out five or six because I'm like, okay, I'm like, this is too many. But there was five or six other. I mean, that like, makes sense. What you said it comes out came out in what July? Two, yeah, two thousand. Yeah, so yeah, summer. July's, yeah, summer. It's summer. So that makes sense. But uh, yeah, a lot of good movies coming out around that time. Let's get on to some of our favorite moments here, uh, specifically with favorite or sorry, specific horror moment. Did you have a specific moment of horror that you were like, oh, just like my uh, eyes? Just well, it wasn't really my. I mean, yes, but just like uh, in the Hell's Have Eyes, uh, that the uncomfortable uh, scene, the uncomfortable. Uh, the motel scene? Yes. With how uh, Otis was just being a fucking wild man. But like that whole, that whole, yeah. the whole first, the whole, yeah, when they were all there before, like once, once the, I guess the guys left, but like, I'm as weird as that comes off, but if you've seen the movie, you understand what I'm saying. But like the first half of the whole motel scene was just so uncomfortable. Yeah. Just like the scene in Hills of Eyes was so uncomfortable, but it was so powerful yep. at the same time. So that scene was my specific horror moment. See, that's funny. My scene is the scene directly after that when Otis takes the boys to the desert because 
He's literally, oh, yeah, he's okay. literally leading them to their graves because they're like, "Where are we going?" He's like, "Oh, just down here, Hoss. Just keep going." Just like, and he's like, "And he's like, well, what are we doing?" He's like, "Oh, we're gonna go dig up some guns, and then, uh, you know, it's the end of the road for you guys." And then he's like, "What?" And then that whole, and that whole scene where they try to attack him, and then Otis is just this badass motherfucker beating the shit out of that guy with the stick, and then he's like, "You know, I am the devil. I'm here to do the devil's work." Chills every time. I'm just like, "Oh, Bill Mosley." You're so fucking awesome. So that's my that's my horror moment, which that's is fair. funny because ours go hand in hand. Yeah, like mine before yeah. Yeah, mine right before yours. Um, favorite kill? Do you have a favorite kill? And there's not a lot of there's not a lot of. There's killings. really not. Weirdly enough, there's not a lot of like killings in this. There's a few though. There is a few. There's um, definitely a few. I'd say because it's so random and just just out of nowhere is uh, when they kill Bill Pulsane in the hotel. <laughs> oh, Brian Pulsane. Or Brian Pulsane. Yeah, that's just, mine. It was just random. That's mine, too, because uh, everyone at that point is in the motel room with Otis and Baby, and they're like, what the fuck's going on? And then uh, the main guy, I can't remember his name, but he's like the leader of the band. He's like, you know, Otis is like, is this everyone? He's like, yeah, and then fucking yeah. Brian, yeah, Brian knocks on the door, and he's like, who the fuck is that? Yeah. And he's like, I know I can't trust you, motherfucker. Yeah, and right. They, and then just, they just, hey. Yeah. And then he opens, oh, the, okay. he opens the door, and then just comes in, just goosh, and I'm just like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah, right. He's like, you like... literally killed your friend because you didn't tell him he was coming in the room. Yeah, <laughs> like, I was like, oh. It was yeah. it was just so crazy and uncalled for. And then I guess another good uh, another good uh, kill was the uh, actually you know what I don't even want to spoil that one. I don't even want to spoil that one. That's well, the, the, my... it involves a car. I don't want to spoil that. Oh or, yeah, yeah, don't do that I one. I don't want to spoil that. But one. my other one was actually also in the hotel where uh, one of the uh, the girls uh, uh, was in the bathroom and uh, baby was just. With, with like she was escaping and baby was like what the fuck but the door was locked and then the uh this other girl that was in there was tr- was like just like she had a gun but there was no bullets in it and baby just out of nowhere just th- throws the knife so smoothly and kills oh yeah her. i you're thought that like, was, like, oh! it was just but it was just so smooth oh yeah because you knew she was gonna die but you're like well how and then all of a sudden <laughs> i'm like oh fuck that's oh, it. Yeah, there you go yeah there yeah is. that your 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 scene that you're talking about was also my other favorite it's it's oh my god this movie it's way good it is so disturbing that this is one of my favorite movies because it's so fucked up it, but it's also but such like a fucked up but movie. like the sh- some of the shots and score in this movie are just unbelievably like amazing and had no business being in this movie looking the way they yeah, do like they're like that I can't imitate it perfectly but that noise when she's running away it's like yeah like it's so good you can tell where he got a lot of his Halloween score from because a lot of it is very similar to this. Um, I think Tyler Bates also scored his Halloween movie. That makes I believe. sense. I think I'm pretty sure, but yeah, it's a, it's a lot of great, like crazy moments in this yeah. movie. Um, I have three lines cause I could not pick, but okay. what was, did you have a favorite line? In the this the movie? one we already said with, uh, with, uh, Otis where I am the devil and I'm here to do yes. And it's not just that line. It's how it's, it's, oh, it's, it's how, how he, he, uh, delivered. So, so like we already said, like he's going crazy. Like these two guys, you know, know they're about to get murdered by him. So they try to fight back and, you know, you can hear him, you know, he's his dialogue, Bill Mosley's dialogue, having fun with it. And then all of a sudden, he, like, turns into, like, an Academy Award-winning actor to give this line, and you're just like, fuck, you're what? Like, you're like, Jesus. Like, Especially like, like you said, chills, literal chills. Literal chills, because the wind's blowing his hair in his face, and he he, he takes... He like, take- it literally looks like an Academy Award-winning, like, cinematography scene is happening, and he's just throwing out this dialogue, but he does it so goddamn well. He does it so well, because the camera is, like, from the guy's perspective, looking up at him. The wind is blowing in Otis's hair, and then he just takes his right hand and pulls his hair across his face like this. He's like, I am the devil. And I'm here to do the devil's work. Yeah. And you're like, Ooh. It's, it's honestly, if he just said the line without, with like the way he delivered it, I wouldn't give a shit. But the way he delivered it, I was like, 
fuck. You're like, uh, yeah, like, and, I, and I'm wearing, dude, I've got my Devil's Rejects pride nice. going on. I didn't, I couldn't find my, I, I literally have a shirt that says I am the devil and I'm here yeah, to do I've the, seen it. Nice. Yeah, I, I couldn't find that one. So I was like, oh, I'll settle for this one. But that line is just so good and it, and it just, it hits me right in my soul every time. I'm just like, ooh, because that's also loosely derived from the Manson murders. Because yep. Manson, um, or, or his fall, it's in the trivia, we'll get to it. But I thought that was a really interesting thing because. I also got very Manson vibes from this. You know, it's just a tribe. Of, it's like a, a family running around just fucking killing people. Yeah. I got very Manson vibes I want, from this. I wonder if maybe that's where he got some of the inspiration. Because I mean, it has to be. He's using almost direct quotes. I mean, yeah. So I guarantee some of his inspiration probably came from the Manson murders. Because I mean, the way, the, I mean, didn't I mean, they take place in the 70s as well? I believe so, yeah. I believe so. Yeah. So, um, all right, so... I've got three. Well, right. one we've already said. Yeah. Uh, but my favorite fucking line, the entire movie, number one line is obviously from Otis. And he's like, boy, the next word out of your mouth better be some fucking brilliant Mark Twain shit. Because it's <laughs> definitely getting car or getting chiseled on your tombstone. Uh, that's <laughs> a good one, too. I laughed. But, but, but I see, the way he, at that. But see, he said his delivery was more comical with that versus the, the his yeah. double line. So like, it was still good. But like the segue between... Delivering a great line comical and delivering a great line to scare the shit out of you. Yeah. Within 10 minutes is like, whoa. Yeah, because he does a lot of funny, just funny and, fucking and that, lines. And that's just Bill Mosley in general. Like his, yeah. His, in any movie, he's got these like really like, oh, cringy lines. And, other, and then other times you're like, holy shit. Did you like, where'd that come yeah, from? Where did that come from? Like, bro, holy shit. Um, and then my other favorite one was Captain Spaulding with the kid in the car when he's like, "Aren't don't you like clowns? Aren't we fucking funny?" And the kid's like, eh, "I don't know." And then Captain Spaulding looks at him and he's like, "I'm gonna come back for you and your mama. And if you don't have an answer for me, I'm gonna kill you and your whole fucking family." And I was just like, "Jesus Christ!" And then he's like, "Ah!" It's just la- yeah, he's yeah. he's crazy. <laughs> And so he, just, he pulls off in their car and I'm just like, Jesus Christ, you just told a kid he's you're gonna kill his whole family. Yeah, like That's that kid's fucking great. Gets, I love that it. Kid needs therapy. <laughs> oh yeah, that kid needs immediate therapy after that. Um but yeah, that was so hard to narrow down. And like I said, I had three lines because I, I couldn't narrow it down. Um do we have a favorite character? Oh, I fucking love Otis. 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 Hands down. Oh Otis. Hands down. All all, all fucking day. Least favorite character. Least favorite character? I gotta go, baby. I'm sorry. I just, I don't know, man. I don't know. I like Sherry Moon Zombie in Halloween. It's probably because she's only in about 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind Sherry Moon Zombie unless she's over the top, like she wasn't in the like, three from hell. I don't mind her in this, but the second she started doing the Chinese, Japanese, dirty, oh, knees, that part these, was annoying. I was like, ugh. Yeah, that part was annoying, but but she wasn't my least favorite character. Um, you don't have to have one. Like, I'm, if you don't have one, that's I'm fine. Tr- I'm just thinking real quick. If I, I don't think I do. Um, yeah, if you don't have one, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, because because all the other characters I would say lasted maybe five, ten minutes, so that doesn't count. Yeah, a lot of people don't make it in this movie. There's I, a lot I, of people I, that just died. There was actually a lot of a lot of Sid Haig in this. I didn't actually care for. Really? I liked so I liked him in and obviously I, I I don't know why. It's just my rewatching it this time. It's just in my head. I'm like I wouldn't even care. I like I obviously he's in it, but I'm like I don't really care if he's in there or not. Like his dynamic is just to me. I was just like. Just to so show wait. that he's the, he's the dad. It just, it just, there was a lot of good lines, but a lot of it, I'm just like, I didn't care that he was in this. Really? Yeah, weird, right? So. I just didn't. Uh, was I it just, the dialogue? Was it how I he treated it, women? Was no, it, I think it was the dialogue because, I mean, he treated women the same way in. As Otis. Yeah. Which, yeah, I mean, which is just kind of like so, as so objects. Yes, <laughs> like, which, I mean, that's their character. I think it was just some of his dialogue or just. It just didn't seem like he had much to do in this movie at all until like the end. And I feel well, like, yeah, he, I, I mean, and yeah. I'm not saying he's my least favorite character because I just feel like 
more like a wasted character in this movie. He really didn't get involved. He was more of a side character for the like for like, the like first. They called, they called him for help and he showed up, but like. But it was like an hour and ten minutes into the movie, into an hour and fifty minute before movie. they actually link and up. Then, you know, I noticed that too. I was like, he's kind of a weird side character until they link up, yeah. and it takes a while for him to link and, up. And if anything, he's only really relevant because of where they go at the end. Yeah. Other than that, he really doesn't have a purpose in this movie because we already established their That's relationship. True, yeah. So, not saying least favorite character, I just don't think like I kind really, of underutilized. I think he was underutilized, okay. and that made him my least favorite in this because you know he was great. You know he was great in uh, um, the first one, House of a Thousand Corpses, and then the two minutes. Sadly, but the two minutes or whatever he was in three from hell. Yeah, because he's unfortunately passed away. Yeah, yeah. And the rest couple, in peace. And the, few mi- the few minutes he was in three from hell, I fucking loved him in because he was playing. Uh, he was Looney Tunes. He in was that, so yeah. crazy. He was. Cr- I loved it. He was just like laughing and going crazy. Uh, but, uh, but all I maniacal. Just, I just think because he was underutilized in this movie, I didn't care much for him to be in the movie. That's fair. It's like I if, can respect that. So, I get so, it. So I, I, I loved all the characters. I just think since he was underutilized, he's my least favorite. Because of that. Yeah, not because of who he is or, oh, yeah, because yeah, no. he's got great lines and he's hilarious. Like, tootie fucking fruity is like, oh, that was, it's, it's such a great. I, I just think, like, we, we already knew him, and then, you know, they're like, Dad, we need your help. And I'm like, okay. And then, like, 40 minutes later, he shows up just to, yeah. just to be like, hey, we're going here. I'm like, yeah. No, hey. that's fair. I did notice that, too. I, like, uh, weirdly enough, I, I, I guess I just never really, I don't know, paid attention to it, but I, on this watch through, I was like, yeah, he really doesn't link up until so much later in the movie, yeah, and, and you're and like, then all, why? And then all of a sudden, he's just there, and then they're like, we have to go here. I'm like, okay, but like, I mean, and they do show him like traveling to where he had to go, but like, it made it seem like he wasn't that far from the phone call. Right. So I'm like, why is it taking him half the fucking movie? I mean, yeah, he had to change cars, but I still don't understand. Like, half the movie's over, and he's in it for like the third act. Like, he's in cameo first act, and then he's in the third act. And I'm like, oh, okay. And you're like, oh, yeah, oh, all right. It's just, it's just didn't feel right for me. Okay. All right, that's fair. All right, let me give you the brief synopsis here, and we've got like, whew, no, <laughs> not a lot. This is this is good though. Like, I I wanted to I want to start moving towards like talking more about the movie than like going just full like yeah. balls deep review. Like, so like, what we've been doing with this? Yeah. So I think we're doing. I think we're working in the right direction here. But uh, let me give you the quick IMDb synopsis here. So or the uh, little summary here. So the murderous backwoods Firefly family take to the road to escape the vengeful Sheriff Wydell, who is not afraid of being as ruthless as his target, which is a very interesting explanation. So I really like how this movie starts off and then I'll kick it over to you here yeah. in just a second. Um, it's almost very like Texas Chainsaw Massacre esque because you have a narrator and uh, the narrator says, this is the text on screen. It says on May 18th, 1978 Sheriff John Quincy Wydell along with local authorities in Ruggsville County, led a search-and-destroy, quote-unquote, mission on a decaying farmhouse. Inside the house, police discovered a collection of diaries and scrapbooks detailing the accounts of more than 75 murders. The family responsible for those brutal murders was known for... Oh, sorry. Brutal murders was forever to be known as the Devil's Rejects. And you get, like, a montage of just all these paper cl- like newspaper clippings and just yeah. dead bodies and fucking naked women and all this crazy shit. And then we get into the movie after that. So I really like that opening because it lays all the facts out. You know what you're getting into. And the first fucking opening scene is like the, it's like, a, is you, is that's like a third act in a movie. 
but yeah, but that with, was the first. But that was the yeah, what, that was the opening scene. So they really lead off with a fucking bang. So I'll let you talk about it, and then we'll just kind of riff All back right, and so, forth. So after after you know the 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 what what Austin just said with with the uh, the dialogue on screen and narrator, you see the house that is, is mentioned. You know, um, the firefly flying that they're sleeping in the house. Like they go a little like just camera work to show inside the house what they're doing. But you also see like cops like surrounding it. And then, you know, they get out, do their whole spiel, like, ah, blah, blah, you know, they, they say what they're saying, and everybody in the house is freaking the fuck out, because the, they're, you're getting away from the cops, but the cops are there, and then... Yeah, the cops have now found them. Yes. <laughs> and, like, they've been and found then out. And chaos ensues, like, like, the cops are shooting at the house, the firefly, the firefly, firefly family firefly. is shooting at the cops, and there's just, like... Honestly, it's just an amazing. It's chaos. It's like when you watch this movie. It's like if you if you like you know you start the movie, you go to the bathroom, come back, and you feel like you missed half the movie because like what the fuck is this shit out in the beginning of the movie? Right. How, yeah. But it, but that's how it starts. Like Austin said, third act type of stuff. But like this was the first act, and it's really cool too because like they count down from like I think five, and uh, the camera will freeze. It's like five camera freeze frames, four camera freeze frames. Like it's a really cool countdown. Then it's just like one. And it's just, it's just, it's just like it's a massive unapologetic uh, chaos goes on for a little bit. Yes, it's beautiful. And the way, and the way he, uh, the way Rob Zombie shot this movie was very grindhousey, gritty. Like basically, this the the plot of this, like like when you watch this movie, you feel like the way the story goes, as gritty and like detailed as this is, is how the movie is. It's filmed very gritty and 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 grainy which a lot of times grainy's not good but the way this movie is filmed because it's a lot of desert outside area it it it, it gives you that pulpy feel and it's, it's beautiful it's beautiful it's gorgeous it's way good way good <laughs> and i think that's that's one of the reasons why i love this movie so much like out of all of this this is one of my favorites because of that like it's 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 gritty it feels real i mean okay loosely use the word real because obviously like i mean a lot of the dialogue, like it's stuff you're like watching. It's like, there's no way, but like the way it's filmed and the way you feel watching it, it just feels fucking real for that time. And, and, and for, for the crime that has been done, it does. He doesn't, he's another one that just doesn't like sugarcoat or water down any of his shit as much as possible. Yeah. He does not stray away from any sort of violence or, or gratuitous like sexuality at or all. any of that. No matter. If, it's no all matter. there. It's all there. Like it's all there. Like he, he puts it in there and he just films it and, I mean, yeah, if he has to make some cuts, he makes some cuts. Okay, it happens. But, like, he's still going to keep keep it going. Like, uh, for this one, the whole reason why this movie is unrated is because of the... Uh, the only reason what he had to do was he had to cut down that hotel scene that we were talking about earlier. And the whole reason, oh, why, yeah. and the whole reason why it's unrated is because of that, by, by, like, one or two minutes. But still, that one or two minutes makes, makes all yeah, the difference. Makes or breaks a movie right there for an NC-17 rating. Yeah, and this movie definitely like, but but it's crazy to think when you watch this movie, like just take the whole, like honestly, even if you took the whole hotel scene out, just watching what what conspires, you're like, this still got rated R, but the only reason why it was NC seventeen because of this reason, like it's still absolutely bonkers that that happened. Yeah, there's because there, uh, mainly for me, too, is there's so much like frontal female nudity. Well, you're, that's, you're like, that's how what, did this not get an NC seventeen? No, that's what cut the unrated version of this movie, which is what we both watched, is yeah. the uh, they they put in that that. Full, full frontal well because i mean even before that the opening shot is like full frontal lady oh, and you're well, like see, that's oh, so so i mean i'm not you know whatever <sighs> that can get away with a little bit more because it's not sexualized or anything it's, it is on screen oh so it's a matter of being sexualized or yes, like for oh, like for instance interesting um, like for instance i'm not gonna say it but like 
for the N-word or, or a derogatory term towards anybody, you can get away with it. Even in TV, you can get away with it if it's not like solely like hard directed at you. Like if I'm over here, like if I strike call you, you're a fucking cunt. Or I'm like this cunt over here. Yeah. Those are two different. Those are two different types of ratings because I'm not hard at you. I'm, yeah. just, I'm saying I'm just saying something. Uh, just calling yeah, you straight this up. fucking cunt over exactly. here. Yeah. Like that's fine. But if I'm like you're acting like a fucking cunt, like that is a difference <laughs> between rated R and NC17. That's so with, crazy. With like an N word or nudity. So it's like directional words. You know what I mean? Like it's it like depends, it's like how like, you direct the words. Like for instance, also with a with a PG13 movie, if it says brief strong language or some strong language, and you hear the F word two to three times, maybe. Yeah. If it's not sexual, it's okay to that's be. That's right. So if, if you say, this fucking guy, is, fu-, you can say that. But if you're like, I'm about to fuck you, that's the difference between PG-13 and R rating. Yeah, you can with, say, with the F you word. can be like, oh, we're fucked. Or like, fuck you is different. Yeah. yeah yes. like- <laughs> so so in this case. Jesus, with, that's so crazy. It, it, I mean, things have changed since this came out in 05, but that's. Oh my God, yeah. But that's how. So that makes sense. Rated then. R to NC-17 can go. Okay. Which, which, so in the, uh, in the uh, hotel scene with Full Frontal, you literally see this girl being. Like, Verbally she, and emotionally tortured. Yeah, she's she's yeah. and she's full naked, and you see everything like clear as day. So, but that's more sexualized. That's sexualized. Because, that makes because sense. because what yeah. he got what Otis does with the gun with her and how he's talking to her. That's sexualized versus just dragging a nude woman on the ground is fine. Interesting. It's crazy. Yeah. You, well, I just yeah, I didn't think about that. I just I'm thinking full frontal like full frontal is full frontal, but it makes sense how one is sexualized, one is just it's just, it's just it's, you're it's dragging a, de- a yeah, dead body. It's a dead body. That's crazy. So that's the difference in NC seventeen. Uh, at least, and at R. least, at least in this back case. Then. In this case, now I couldn't tell you. Wow. fucking things have changed so much. But like back, that is interesting. Back in the early two thousand stuff, that's kind of where like they make it or break it. Because, okay. Because when you look at like rated and underrated, and you're like, there's only like a minute of difference. What's that difference? Nine times out of ten, it's one is a little bit too strong for a theatrical release. No matter if it's the strong language. That's why a lot of times if underrated, just you hear a little bit more language in there because. Yeah. Of, of stuff like that so it's well that actually makes sense because saw three that that naked lady who's who's strung up with the uh, with uh the water that was fine in the that was fine version because it wasn't, it wasn't sexualized sexualized. Yeah, exactly that is crazy yep. i had no idea yep i mean it may it, like it makes sense for the ratings i get it but i just i guess i never processed the the different levels like of, like also um wow uh, the remake of friday the 13th the that end sex scene is extended and and law lo- it's extended into the unrated the, the the killer cut yeah it's because... about it's about it's about 90 seconds longer Jeez. and if you look at the the back of your it's funny if you look at the back of the case it actually says rated r rated edition and rated r unrated i mean i mean they're both rated r but you see one's rated r for nudity and one's not one actually has the the, the nudity added and that's oh my the, and that's God. the final cut that's the killer cut yeah the killer cut has <laughs> like so there's strong sexuality in the rated r cut there's strong sexual sexuality and nudity in the uh, killer cut Wow. So okay. literally, they just added that because that's there's more wow, nudity. Wow. Good grief. Yep. I mean, but that's how it was then. Right now, I couldn't tell you what the fuck. Yeah. Who it's knows a, it's now? a little, it's so a little, it's a little different now. Um, yeah. Let's go back to this movie here, though, because uh, after the whole shootout here, we, we the only people that get away from all this madness is Otis and Baby, and they're running through this like secret. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They're running through like the this this marshy woods area, and they eventually commandeer a vehicle from a lady. They 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 kill the fuck out of her, and then they drive off. You know, into the not to the night, into the daytime or whatever. Yeah, so they're the only off. people. Yeah, they're the only people that escape it, um, which is crazy because you know, Mama, Mama Firefly gets captured, and pretty much everyone else that's there besides Tiny 
shot or, shot up, or, or yeah. TR taken in. So yeah, it's it's a pretty it's a pretty explosive opening. Honestly, it's yeah, very it's very. I cool. really like it. it's great. Very good. Um, uh, you want to keep going? Yeah, sure. Um, so obviously they, you know, escape escape escape. And uh, then uh, I guess I, I don't quite remember, but the next scene is at the hotel, right? With with the, the band members, or am I missing? No, something? the next scene. Um, so it's Captain Spaulding, and he's having like that. Oh yes. yeah, he's having yeah. like wild so, sex with so this Captain prostitute. Spaulding, yes, <laughs> like like, and they're you know the dialogue is just normal like nasty dialogue, whatever. But then he wakes up because it's all a dream. This <laughs> to this fat, fat woman. <laughs> It's this so is, funny. This behemoth of a woman, like, she's like, just uh, massive. Like I'm not saying it's 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 a very hot scene to a to a non-hot scene, but like No, it's I'd say it's I'd say it's the same. Yes, just it's about like, yeah. but one is is more like wet dream, the other's like oh fuck reality. You're like, ah, oh, you son of a bitch, because he's like, God damn it, woman, didn't I give you enough last night? Yeah, like, my, like... Dick is, my dick is still sore. <laughs> and he's like, hoo, hoo, hoo. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, okay, so that was funny. That was funny. He was super funny in that scene. But yeah, so he's still obviously his same old self from House of a Thousand Corpses. He's got the little um, TV spot, a little commercial going on that gets interrupted by the whole, you know, <laughs> invasion of the Firefly yeah. residents. So he's like, what the fuck? And that's how... He, you know that, okay, now this is how they're going to get connected because, you know, his family's in trouble and, yeah. and blah, blah, blah. Um, and that's when it goes into Wydell interviewing uh, Fire M- Mother Firefly. Firefly. Yeah. And they get all weird. Yeah. And crazy. There's a lot of, like, I wouldn't say cringy scenes, but a lot of, like, oh, the tone of this. There's a lot of tonal changes in this movie, and it's crazy. Yeah, because it goes from kind of being like, there's some really truly funny moments with Bill Mosley saying the most wacky, wild shit, and then it goes fucking hard left turn into this deep, dark corner, and you're like, ooh. And, and then, then you-, you got some like weird, like like psychosexual things going on, and then you have this cringe, really like like you know sex talk and weird stuff like the total i think there's like four or five different total changes in this entire movie yeah between from from beginning to end yeah because it starts with like this explosive thing you're like cool and then you're like it's like down 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 and then you're like all right like you you got the good soundtrack and then all of a sudden you go to that wacky crazy uh sex dream yeah the sex dream and then it goes from that and then it goes to reality and then you're just like holy shit what is actually going on in this movie um but then after all this craziness um because essentially Wydell is trying to get information out of Mother Firefly, like where the fuck are Otis and Baby? Like we need to find them, we need to bring them and he, in. And he's got a, a hard vendetta for them because in uh, House of a Thousand Corpses they killed his brother, mm-hmm. who was who was a, a cop as well. That's right. So so he's got a hard on for them for personal reasons, and you can tell. He definitely takes a personal vendetta out on the Firefly family. I mean, it makes sense, too. And there's also that really cool scene that you pointed out when we were watching uh, about how he has that kind of thing inside his head. With oh, where his, he has yeah. that division where he's talking to uh, his, so his it brother ca- inside it kind of, yeah, yeah, it kind of... Uh, reminds you of what has happened in the previous movie because they're not you know there are they're sequels they are but they're not like they're not really necessarily if like anything, direct if sequels. anything two and if anything uh devil's rejects and three from hell are direct yeah those are direct but house of a thousand corpses is kind of its own it's movie just like, it's more just an introduction to the family it's more of an introduction to the family and i'd, I'd say devil's rejects is like a spiritual successor to yes. the first one yes so it's not real yeah, because you have House of a Thousand Corpses, Devil's Rejects, and then Three from Hell. It's like that's not even how you do a trilogy. You know what I mean? Like that's not yeah, how you do that's it. That's more like that's why they call it the Firefly trilogy because it, it's about the family. That makes sense. And, and we're not yeah them. we're not talking about Firefly the show. That's a whole other thing. Oh yeah. 
Um, but yeah, so you have all this shit going down. And then meanwhile, at this ranch, uh, Ken Foray gets involved. His name is Charlie Altamont. And uh, he runs Charlie's Frontier Fun Town, which is uh, a brothel. It's a brothel. It's a brothel. Yeah. You go there to get laid. But it looks and, like uh, a, it's not a very well, well, like, it's like, what, two girls? Yeah, there's a couple girls there. It's in the middle of the desert. You know, everything in this movie is just run down. It's just gritty. It's just raw. And it, it, I mean, it, but it's it, just fits, ra- it fits the movie. Hey, but it's also just Rob Zombie's, like, um, uh, what, do you, what do you call it? His, uh, mo- like, uh, M.O., you know what I mean? Yeah, like, no, it's his, yeah, yeah, it's his, what he does. It's what he does. Um, and then, of course, we have Michael Berryman, too, that is, uh, uh, his name is Clevon or Clevon. And oh, he's, yeah, okay. And he's Charlie's assistant, so he's Ken Foray's assistant. So you got two awesome other guys that have been in a lot of horror movies. Uh, Michael Berryman, obviously most famous for the original Hills Have Eyes. Ken Foray, I'd probably say most famously maybe for From Beyond. Maybe. Maybe. It's a package Maybe. It depends on who you are and what you watch, but that's where I know him from. As well as uh, m- many other movies, but that's that's the one I remember him from the most. Um, so I can't remember why they call it. They're going. They're calling him to go hide out so there. Right? Spalding calls him because they're friends. That's right. Spalding calls Spalding him. Spalding okay. calls him because they're friends. After they get a, after he gets a call from Otis saying that they're in a bad spot, they need help. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So that's right. So yeah. So and and then and then that's after that. That's when it shows. Uh, that's when uh, you see um, Spalding trying to travel wherever he needs to go. He's like, go to, tells Otis to go to the motel on blah, 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 because that's their immediate spot, I suppose. <sighs> and then Otis and Baby travel to that motel. Yeah, and then we have that whole scene where they they they, they uh, <laughs> integrate themselves with the band members, and it just goes down from there. We're not going to get into graphic detail. Yeah. I've done that before with other movies, and I've kind of regretted it, so let's just... I mean, and, and throughout this, we yeah. kind of, we've kind of like done some pieces yeah, of this scene we're, Yeah, we're tiptoeing around this because it's very graphic. Right. So, yeah, so, so um, you know, this scene's all done. That scene's all done, and once, once uh, that's done, um, you know, Spalding finally gets there, and they all leave to go to... Uh, the, the brothel. Charlie's, uh, I can't what, what it was called. Charlie's fun, Char- Charlie's frontier fun town. Yes. <laughs> Say that six times fast. There's no so, fucking way. So, and, 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 you know, one of my favorite scenes in this is actually like the two, three minute dialogue that they have as a, like, you can clearly tell their family and the, the truck scene when, when Otis is driving, then you got baby and, and, uh, Spalding, they're all, they're all driving. But like this scene definitely spells out dysfunctional family, but you can clearly tell, their family by like the way they talk to each other and everything. And I'm not saying it's a heartwarming scene because it definitely isn't <laughs> for this movie. It is for this movie. It's heartwarming. It's heartwarming for them, for them. It's all, yeah, it's, it's for it's us. A, you're dis, just... It's a dysfunctional heartwarming, but like, like it wasn't, you didn't need it. It was, it was a, honestly, it was a filler scene, but it was tootie fucking fruity, man. But yeah, it's like tootie fucking fruity. Like it's so good. It's so funny because, yeah, you see Baby. She points out that there's like an ice cream stand up the road like, like 10 yeah. miles. She's, She's like, like, I can go I, for some tootie fucking fruity. I can go for some ice cream about 10 miles. And you're like, that's like, so far and, away. Yeah, and Otis is like, there's no fucking ice cream in your fucking future. And then the next scene is them eating ice cream. <laughs> and and Otis is like, fuck. Yeah, Otis has no ice cream. And then she, like Baby like bops the ice cream on his nose. And he's like, yeah, yeah, fuck you. And I love Otis's and Baby's like uh, dynamic because. They have the great brother and sister dynamic. They have a great brother sister dynamic because throughout the whole movie, uh, one of them will be like, fuck. 
fuck you. And then the other one will be like, fuck you. So it's like, fuck you, fuck you. But then they just do the thing. <laughs> they, yeah, then they just do what, what, they're, what they're out to do. So the whole dynamic is great. And then throw in Catherine Spalding into the mix, you know, Sid Haig. That whole little car ride is like one of my favorite moments in the whole movie just because, it, yeah, like said, dysfunctional it's not, it's family. It's not wholesome, but it is for them. Yeah, it's not wholesome, but it is a dysfunctional little family moment that is just, it kind of, it like warms your heart. You know what I mean? Because, like, because, because also like they don't have a lot of screen time together in the first one. They, yeah, they don't. So, so this is the real, this is the first time you see them together. Like, like I guess as a family. Yeah. Quote unquote. So, yeah. So, so it was kind of like a cool little like scene. Yeah, it was super cool. And then after they get the tutti fucking fruity, they end up at Charlie's Frontier Frontier That fucking place. Flip the flurry derg. Um and then um that's shortly after. What's with the chicken fucking scene? What why are that why are they there? I can't remember. Oh, like cuz Michael Berryman and Ken Foray they Ken go Ken Foray lo- uh, loves the chickens there. Like he the guy he, he thinks he had the best like oh, he makes the best okay. fried chicken. Oh, so he's okay, so To he, be quite honest that in, 90% of that entire scene is worthless and I think it's stupid. That 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 that's it's, like it's a, only there because then Wydell shows exactly, up. Exactly. The only reason which is yeah. unfortunate because for four minutes before that you're just like, Why are they talking about fucking chickens? And when I say fucking chickens, I mean literally fucking not fucking chickens, but they're fucking chickens. They have a conversation of being a chicken fucker. Yeah, not not a not a fucking chicken, like fucking, fucking a chicken. chicken. So rated R <laughs> rated R to NC seventeen word fuck. We're going full circle here, boys. Full fucking circle. Full chicken here. Full oh, chicken. my God. But, yeah, so that four-minute that four minute scene was unnecessary until, like, the end of that scene, which, cool, but, like, you could have cut the scene. You didn't have to have a whole dialogue about fucking chickens. Yeah, you really didn't. Um, and why? And then it's at this point where Wydell is telling um, Charlie's character that, hey, you better keep them there until I come around. And that's where we'll leave it because now you have – you know, the fire Conf- fl- conflict, yeah, conflict. You have the fireflies thinking they're okay. And they're at the safe Haven. And now Ken foray is getting pushed by Wydell to keep them there. So that way they can come grab them and throw them in jail. So it's like this whole like point of contention. And you're like, uh, what's going to happen? Yeah. Because is he going to live up? You know, is he going to do it or is he not going to do it? And, and that's when the third act starts. And yeah, there's and about 30 minutes left at that point, And then the ending is just this, Oh my God. It's beautiful. Just, and it's so good. Uh, but it makes you wonder how the fucking Three from Hell even was a thing. And I love how they explained it in Three from Hell. They're like, well, you know, they're like. Ugh. And I honestly, they probably only explained it that way because they did a sequel. Yeah. They, uh, I would have been fine with it not being a sequel, but like. We didn't like, need it. But We didn't need it. But Three from Hell was really good, I thought. I gave I gave Three from Hell four stars because I thought it was because I liked it better than. House of a Thousand Corpses. Same. But I didn't like it as much as Devil's Rejects. Devil's Rejects is my favorite out of the trilogy. Yes. And it's my favorite movie of Rob Zombies. And honestly, one of my favorite movies, like of a horror movie, sorry. Horror movies, not not any movie, but like horror movies of all time. I know, I'm obviously f- fucked in the head. It's really I, I, good. It's way good. It's way good. Um, so yeah, that is The Devil's Rejects. Uh, just go buy it, man. Just fucking, if you haven't seen it and you want to see it, and, and, you know, and you like Rob Zombie, or even if you don't. It, and honestly, it, besides Halloween Remake, the first one, this is his best movie to date. Yeah, and our, yeah, and, and I, think that's, I think that's true with the ratings on IMDb as well, because this one has like a 6.8, which is, that's pretty high for I mean, a Rob so Zombie movie. I that's why it's 6.8, I think... Uh, I think, you know, and it goes lower. I mean, obviously, House of Thousand Corpses is the lowest rated out of the three, I believe. Uh, Lords Which, of Salem is like a 5-1. No, I meant the three of the trilogy. Oh, Sorry, oh, I oh, meant, oh, the, I meant oh, the Firefly trilogy. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I believe, I believe it's the lowest rated out of the three, at least so, on IMDb. House of a Thousand Corpses on IMDb is a 6.0. Oh, okay. Devil's Rejects, 
And then three from hell is five point five. So oh, so it's a three from hell is the lowest. So so it's so it's devils, house of a thousand, and then three from hell. Interesting. That's, so yeah, that's, that's not how I would have. Well, yeah, it. it's not how I would rate it. But you know, yeah, IMDb yeah. is different. So I mean, um, people are different. It's fine. So uh, let's get to some trip. Oh, you know what? I didn't actually watch all the way through the credits. That's my bad. Is there a mid or post? No. Cred- okay, cool. No, it's, it's cool, just cool, the, it's cool. just that ending. All right. Let's get through some trivia here, and I didn't include goofs because I didn't want to ruin this movie for me because it's one of my favorites. So yes. you, you can go read the goofs if you'd like, and you can spoil them to me in an email or whatever. Um, my email ID? I'll just text you. No, not you. People, oh. pe- the people that are listening. The, oh, I'm like, why would I email you? The, the 17 people that listen to this podcast. Uh, so trivia. So at around 46 minutes, the I am the devil, I am here to do the devil's work is a slightly altered version of the quote spoken by Manson family member Charles Tex Watson during the infamous Tate murders. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I did that twice, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Rombie, uh, Rombie, Rombie. Rob, Rob Zombie stated in an interview that up until 31, 2016, The Devil's Rejects was probably the hardest film of his to cut down in order to I receive. I understand. A, I understand that as well. Um, Chris Jericho auditioned for the role of Rondo, but was deemed too pretty for the part. So uh, Danny Trejo was cast instead because. Nothing against Danny Trejo. I think no, he's awesome. But he's, like, okay, he's pretty in a different way. Yes. Okay. He's yes. got a pretty soul. Okay. And he's, he's also ve- scary as fuck. He's very rugged and masculine. Yeah. So. Like his, I thought, I thought they did a great casting there. Yeah. Uh, f- this is the final film of Matthew McRory. Uh, he's ti- He plays Tiny. He unfortunately died about a month after its release, which is very sad. Yeah. Uh, Bill Mosley actually shaved his head for this film so the lace wig would fit properly. So nice. that's awesome. Fucking yeah. dedication. Heck yeah. The Firefly Ranch was also used in the pilot episode of Supernatural 2005. That, oh, was, nice. the, that was the interesting thing I thought you'd like there. Interesting. Uh, the, the the Blue Vans plates spell A-K-U, which means evil in Japanese. Ooh, I thought that was fun. That's cool. Uh, all the scenes were filmed within a block of each other, and Spalding's house was not altered in any way. They found it as is, only adding household items as if lived in. And that makes sense. <laughs> and, and, you know, since they weren't so far away, like like that's yeah. a, that you know that's probably where the, they they saved a lot of time with budget. Yep, they didn't have to travel very far. This film takes place on May eighteenth, nineteen seventy eight, and it only took thirty days to film in the hot, hot California sun. Shit, only a month to film this. Only a month. That's it. I mean, thinking about it. That, 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 that tracks. I think that I, honestly, to me, I feel like the longest scene to film would have been the hotel scene because of the uncomfortability of it all. Yeah. Other than that, everything seemed pretty like fluid and just just to go. Well, just, you have Bill Mosley, who's just probably just he's probably ad lib. Like I feel like a lot of the dialogue between between them ad lib was all lib. Yeah, lib. between uh, Spalding and uh, Mosley. Yeah. Yeah, probably, I, I can't <laughs> imagine Rob Zombie just writing down. Baby says fuck you. Um, Otis also says fuck you three times over. Like I can't yeah, imagine no him just way. writing yeah. that in the script. It was, I just yeah, can't I, I, I mean, I mean he could have. He could have. People write scripts differently. I mean, I mean, Tarantino writes literally a fucking novel every time he writes a movie. Right. So like, it, he could have wrote that, but like, I just feel like that was just like. Improv. I feel like they just yeah, they just like riffed off each other. Could have. Um, so this has a six point eight out of ten on IMDb, three point four out of five on Letterboxd. This has a solid, solid four point five out of five for me. Same. Same. It's a fucking masterpiece. It's great. I love this movie. It is. It is way good. Um, and that is The Devil's Rejects from 2005. Buy it, rent it, fucking watch it for free on Voodoo. Do whatever you have to do to see this movie if you have not, because it is that good. Um, so you can follow us on uh, Facebook at Frightmares and Instagram and Slasher app at Frightmares Podcast. 
Frightmares underscore pod on Twitter. Shoot us a line at stayspooky at outlook.com. Um, I am Dr. Proctor on Letterboxd. You are Slafferman. Slafferman. Uh, me and Gabby will be back next week doing a St. Patty's Day themed episode. Oh, oh I know. They're going to be a little, little leprechaun today? I don't know. Maybe. So, till next week, guys, stay tuned and stay spooky. Stay spooky.